0: Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner operators and their families by giving them up to date information concerning Oakley trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also, to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, I'm Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is episode 36. So on this episode, we're going to meet two of Oakley's finest dispatchers. We're going to learn a little bit about them and what they do. We're going to talk to them about how they make decisions on what loads to cover every day, how they keep up with all their owner-operators, and what all their responsibilities they have as a dispatcher. We're also going to talk about the process of going from recruiting to orientation to getting your first load So this ought to be a great episode Be sure and stay tuned with us and listen up uh, But first let's check in with Vicki Chastain On this week's Need to Know segment
1: Truck driving is hard work A driver spends up to 11 hours each day Sitting alone behind a steering wheel Dealing with customers, vendors, other truck drivers And non-commercial motor vehicles It is grueling and can take a toll on your health Staying healthy, that's today's Need to Know segment. Truck drivers that drive over the road face many conditions that affect not only their physical health, but also their mental well-being. Fatigue can play a big factor with a driver's mental health. Physical and mental exhaustion can also affect the driver's response time and attention span. It is very important that you take time for personal hygiene and exercise to help avoid health issues. Some health problems can affect your ability to drive and could cost you your commercial motor driver's license. Stay safe and live healthy. I'm Vicki Chestane, and that's this week's Need to Know segment.
0: Okay, guys, let's dive off into this uh, episode with these two dispatchers we've got lined up for us today to give you all a little insight on them. So we've got Kel and Austin up in here with us and going to learn a little bit about them guys. How y'all doing today?
1: Doing good, doing Doing good. good. How y'all doing?
0: Hey, I tell you, let's uh, always like the listeners to get an idea who we're talking to here. So I want them to, if you guys don't care, start with you, Austin. Give us a little bit of history on you about how you got to Oakley. That helps a lot, understand what you did before that and you know, kind of what you're doing now. Give us a little bit of history. Uh, It's Austin Allen, right?
1: That is correct.
0: All right, Let's, let's start with
1: you. All right, so I'm from B.B., Arkansas, which is kind of where Oakley started, you know, back in the 60s. Uh, Mr. Uh, Bruce Oakley started his his um, company back then. So that's where I'm from. That's where I grew up, went to high school, actually graduated with Justin Oakley, so I uh, know him pretty well. Oh, I didn't know that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Graduated in 05, went to uh, Arkansas State in Jonesboro. After a year spent there at ASU BB, uh, graduated there in 2011 and uh, started at Oakley 11 days later. What did you get a degree in? International business. International business. Yes, sir. What was the purpose of that? You know, I ask myself that all the time. I'm dispatching <laughs> trucks now. So You
0: ended up at Oakley.
1: Yes, sir. Right. Uh, I mean, we are an international company. We do trading overseas, yeah. so uh, I obviously don't do a whole lot of that. Uh, other than moving some freight, you know, from the States to Canada.
0: Now you still live in BB? Uh
1: no sir. I actually just bought a duplex here in Sherwood and uh living in one side and renting the other one out.
0: No kid. Not married?
1: Not married, no kids. I uh, got an awesome girlfriend going on right now. So things uh, th- things are good right now. Good things too. are
0: good. What are you do in your spare time?
1: Play some golf. Um uh, love golfing. Not that good. Uh, Don't you
0: BB boys are golfers, aren't you?
1: Working on it every year. Is there even a golf course at BB? Uh no, sir.
0: There is not. Uh, how did y'all grow up playing golf? Do you wait till you get to college?
1: Well, I actually did. I started probably my senior year of high school or first year of college. Uh started playing golf and here I am fifteen years later and I'm about the same as I was when I started. So <laughs> that's a- <laughs> it's uh it's been a very fun but challenging game that I've I've you know grown to love so
0: Yeah. Yeah, I used it's, to do that a long time ago when I first started Oakley. I used to play golf. Me and Scott Cowden used to play all the time. We had some times playing golf now, I tell you. That was back in the day. That was uh we weren't very good either. So, you know. But it was it was fun. But um what else you, you like to do? Anything else?
1: And earlier this year I bought a boat. Come so on. I'm a big boat guy now.
0: Nice. Um
1: what kind of boat did you get? I got a 21 foot uh, ski boat, Sea Ray. What's we, the name of the boat? Misbehaving. Misbehaving. Oh, Misbehavin'. yeah. You got oh, stickers yeah. on it saying that. Oh, yeah. There's a name on the back of it, <laughs> Misbehaving. It was on there when I bought it. So, you know.
0: Yeah, don't lose that.
1: Absolutely. It's uh, bad luck if you change the name of a boat. So we stuck with it.
0: How long you been at Oakley?
1: Been here nine years now going on 10 next summer, will be 10 years.
0: What have you done the whole time you've been here?
1: Well, when I first started, I was in the pneumatic division from July until November kind of training under Micah and Bradley. Um, in fact, I think Jolly was over there back then right? before he moved off to Oklahoma, of course. Um, Did that for about four or five months and then moved into the sand division and was a sand dispatcher from November to November 2011 until probably April of 16.
0: How many years of your life did you lose there?
1: At least (laughs) (laughs) 10. At least 10. I don't mean that in a bad
0: way saying guys, that's a a tough job. Yeah. It
2: was was good until it got rough there for a while yeah it was great for a while
1: so yeah it was a night dispatch for the vast majority of the or the majority of that time uh working from 7 p.m to 7 a.m that's
0: right we did night shift for a long time
1: four on four off it was a it was a transition you know trying to adjust your sleep schedule and sure. just that, that whole uh and what are you doing out. now i'm uh in dump dispatcher i've been there since April of 2016, um, trained under Nick Crisco for several months, probably five, six months. And then whenever Levi Denton moved to, uh, Arizona, I took over his border trucks. Okay. And that was December 5th of 2016.
0: How many trucks you run in Austin?
1: Right now I've got 43,
0: 43, pretty good load.
1: Yes, sir. It's a challenge every day.
0: Okay. Well, good, good. Uh, Glad everybody got to listen to a little bit of that and meet Austin Allen. Now let's go to Kel. Kel, tell everybody your last name because nobody knows how to say it.
2: <laughs> it's uh it's butchered more times than not, but yeah. it's shin and up. Just like your shin and up. Shin up. Much easier uh, yeah. said than spelled. Yeah,
0: kale shin up. All right, Kel. Give us a little history on you if you don't care.
2: All right. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, pretty much. Lived there since I was about four years old. Um I, like Austin, went to Arkansas State as well. It's kind of how I got here in a roundabout way. Um, Grew up playing golf and played with the Crisco brothers, especially Nick Crisco over the years. So, played with him at Arkansas State as well. So, always kept in touch with him. And he worked here, I guess, two or three years before I got here. Um, And out of college, I went to work for... My dad worked at a bank. I went and worked for delta trust selling insurance and that wasn't quite what i was wanting to do at the time so uh just kind of talked to nick several times about what he was doing how much he liked everything here at oakley and uh i guess it wasn't wasn't long after that applied for here at oakley and started out working here in the end dump division uh starting out under jason webb worked there for not long a couple months two three months and then same as Austin, kind of took similar career path over here. Went and worked in the sand division when it was booming and going and worked there till 16 and then moved over to the back over to the end dump division. Okay. So, how many years that give you here at Oakland? It'll be nine years in May. Golly, already that much. Yeah. Nine years in May.
0: And it don't seem like it. Seemed like you guys just started nine years. Okay. Uh, what do you do in your spare time? Still
2: golf? Still golf quite a bit. Um not as much as I like, but more than probably my wife would like. Right. Um I've got got a wife and I've got a two and a half year old little girl. So Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So that's my the rest of my spare time or majority of my spare time is spent chasing her around and trying to keep her out of trouble. So when are you gonna have the other four kids? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about four more <laughs> one more I think is our uh limit is it yeah they're, I, think they're I think two is uh two is a good number for hey, us I uh, that's
0: what I said too but now listen I got two boys now and they're 22 and 20 years old and now I go back and I wished I'd had about four or five kids because it's you don't realize what you're doing you know when you're young like that and it's it's sometimes it's a bothersome you know and Cut into the golf and the fishing and the boating and all that some, but I'm telling you, man, once they get a little bit older, you are like, man, I wish I had a few more of them because you think, then you start thinking about spreading your family. Oh, I'm gonna have more family now, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking I just got these two cats, and, you know, what if they go south on me and you know, don't have any good, don't have any wives or kids? And I mean, you start thinking like that when you get a little older. So
2: yeah, it might be a few years before I start. I thinking recommend, like that. <laughs> I recommend
0: everybody have more kids than you think you need. So. All right. Well, let's uh, uh let's now we met you guys, let's talk a little bit about Oakley trucking and dispatch. You guys are both in the end dump dispatch. How many trucks you got, Kale?
2: I've got fifty-five right now. Right okay.
0: There. So you definitely got your hands full. Fifty five and Austin, you said you had forty three. Forty three, yes sir. So and you guys work together a lot. You said I know across from each other, so you do a lot of communicating together.
2: Yeah, all all day, every day well, to a day. certain extent. I mean, there's times where you look up and I may like, dang, I hadn't talked to Austin all day. And then there's other days where it feels like we're talking nonstop all day to each other. But that's kind of the, you know, in our, in our division with the, as big as it is now, you know, it's spread out, especially with COVID stuff. But, um, you know, we still deal with each other every day, all day, pretty much in a roundabout way.
0: Well, and just so our listeners know, you guys, we're all working from the office. I know we had a short time there. We tried to work right. from home, but now we, we're working from the office. Uh, the dispatchers are still in the old office, the original office, but you spaced out and everything's fine. And right, you know, if, if uh, drivers wanna come in, they can come in, just wear a mask and right. you know, try to social distance best you can. We're trying to do that. But so they're all in the in the old office. But so let's get down to, you know, what your daily activities are with dispatching 43 and 55 end dumps, you know, give it, give our listeners. I think they know most of them are our own operators, of course, but, you know, give them an idea of what some of your responsibilities are, maybe some, what you go through during the day, you know, got any input? Start with you, Austin.
1: Well, we come in every morning, you know, we've got these border trucks that we're looking after on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, a lot of times those guys don't realize that, you know, not only are we dispatching them and finding loads for them and planning them out, we're also looking at their settlements. We're looking at their paperwork, their washouts, their, you know, any kind of paperwork that they send in for us to approve. We're going through all those uh, documents as well. So, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot more that goes into it than just simply answering the phones and telling them where to go.
0: Well, and I think that's a good point because uh you know we'll have people call up here and go i need to talk to payroll well you are payroll pretty we, much we
1: are men and men and women of many hats around here mm-hmm. that's that's for sure
0: and what i mean by that is they you guys look at all the paperwork comes in as far as a sheets you make the decision on whether to pay that or not uh, because you're looking at what you're billing out to to the customer right. absolutely so you, you're looking at Making sure all that's correct, even the tonnage that the guys are getting on, do y'all look at that and how much weight they haul
2: right every you know every day we're looking at invoices and and like you said, we're looking at tonnage, and that's why drivers will get a phone call here and there, and we'll you know question them on a on a tonnage if they only got on say twenty two tons when they can haul twenty four tons or um you know looking at looking at that and trying to figure out what the issue was you know if it's something on their end or the customer's end or whatever the issue is that we're not getting on that weight you know at that time that's maximizing the the haul for us
0: and then you look so you look at that in the end when the settlement is done by the payroll you guys look over the settlement one more time before you okay it right
1: yes sir so everything comes through us at least once maybe twice uh, if there's any kind of corrections that need to be made to those settlements, you know, we go through and make sure all their loads are on there, make sure all their paperwork's in for that load to be processed, to be on their settlement. And a lot of times if, if a guy forgets to scan a load in or for whatever reason it gets lost in Transflow, we're calling them back saying, Hey man, I need your paperwork so we can get that on your settlement and get it processed so you can get paid for it this coming Friday. So. Very important to get your paperwork in and try to try to stay on top of that, you know, on a day-to-day basis, and not wait till the very end of the week, right, to create a paperwork nightmare for the billing girls. So,
0: well, because if we don't if we don't have all the correct paperwork, we can't bill the customer. Right, that's correct. And if we can't bill the customer, we're not paying the driver.
2: Right, and like Austin said, it's much easier to track down if they're doing that as that load is completed go ahead and getting that paperwork in there or doing it. I I tell all my new guys at the very latest do it that night instead of some guys getting the habit of doing it Monday before it's due, you know, at X amount of time, they're doing it Monday morning or Monday night. And then like Austin said, if one thing's wrong with it, we're having to track it back down. And a lot of times that means we're having to in return, go to the customer and get it from them. And it's just hard to do all that by Tuesday, midday when settlements are printed and make sure their checks are, you know, they're getting paid for that load. the The one thing we want to make sure we do is get everything that they do that week before on that check, and, and you know, and get it paid correctly that first time. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that way, that way, it's what they expect to be on there is what right. they did, and paperwork's right. a big uh, is a big deal when it comes to that. What else besides paperwork?
1: Um, as far as you know, their Qualcomm goes. You know, they're having to respond to these messages and. I see a lot of customers, especially in the pneumatic division, they're, they're requiring these, you know, electronic messages going back and forth with these Omnitracks units to the customers. Um, mm. I know that we do some loads out of Oklahoma or out of, uh, South Carolina going to Oklahoma that, you know, the, the customer is seeing when these guys are responding to these messages, whether they're loaded or, you know, that go straight right, to the customer. Straight there. to the customer.
2: Okay, not only that, but they're also grading Oakley and their drivers on how well a job they're doing, updating it in real time so they're they're giving them a report card or giving us a report card after I guess every month that they're literally giving us a grade like a teacher did in grade school as far as you know you got a hundred percent you did it all right this week, or you did ten loads, and two guys just weren't updating the loads in real time, so therefore you get a eighty percent no whatever. kidding. Which are we
0: letting our owner operators know which customers are doing that? Like, if they're going to
2: do that load, we're let, letting them know that yes. On the end dump side, um, the only loads I know of that we have are Seneca, Seneca, South Carolina to Duncan, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, the pneumatics, like Austin said, they have several wow. more that are that uh that are getting you know that's good to know. That's, good to know. that's good for owner
0: operators to know, right? So you tell them that that's the way customers are or grading on our customer service.
1: Right. I mean, I feel like things are gonna trend that way as everything gets more and more electronic. They're they're gonna to wanna to see those those responses on, on that. So I just try and I and I I'm the world's worst of stressing the guys about responding to their messages on their Omnitrax unit. I just see that being the way of the future, you know.
0: How about communicating with the your drivers, your owner operators uh by telephone how's that going? I mean, is it, you know, because I'm sure if you're an owner operator out there right now, you're thinking, man, he's got 55 trucks. How's he going to talk to all those guys every day? Or he's got 43. I mean, how can you have a, a decent conversation and a relationship with that many guys? I mean, are you trying to, are you limiting them on how much they can talk to you or are you just, I mean, I know you guys put in a long, long hours. It's
1: definitely <laughs> a fine line there. i I'm probably worse about staying on the phone a little too long with drivers and not, you know, moving to the next problem, but it's, it's kind of a balance there. Do you, do you want the relationship or or do you want to, you know, move on to the, to the next problem you got, you kind of want to have a good balance there. And I'm, I'm definitely working on that. (laughs) Um,
2: I'm the opposite. My drivers would probably tell you I'm more business and, you know, it's like Austin said, they're definitely a, A fine line either way you go on that but we certainly have time to talk to all our drivers whether you know we may call you may call in and we put you on hold right away but it's not because we don't want to talk to you or anything like that it's just we're dealing with something else right then and I promise you we will get to you you know as as quickly as we possibly can Um, and calling in between seven and nine in the morning you know we still can't stress that enough even even with Qualcomm and OmniTracks and all that these days, it's still you still need to vital. Hear yeah, absolutely. It is. And there. why is that? So we know exactly where they are. You know that morning whether where they're starting their day if they've had any issues. You know, it's we can look on the Qualcomm and pull up a guy and say, "All right, he's in Meridian, Mississippi. That's great. You know, he's heading to Mobile, Alabama. So he'll be there in two hours or whatever it is." But it it, it digs a lot deeper. You know, does he have a issue with his trailer or his truck is he in the shop is he you know um what time can he start his day you know it 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 goes a lot deeper than us just pulling up a guy on the qualcomm and that that telling the story it it certainly does not tell the story um you know i I get on to guys still if that if i don't hear from between seven nine they call an empty at one o'clock and heck, it's easy for us to forget about a guy if he hadn't called in by nine o'clock, and then you don't hear from him till one o'clock. It's like, whoa, man, where? You know, yeah. it, it's it, it definitely needs to still still happen. It, it only helps us help the driver if we're hearing from between seven and nine. It's not not going to hurt uh not going to hurt the driver by any means. It's only going to help that that driver, you know, find us a load in a an appropriate so time and
0: seven seven to nine needs to be the business phone call, right? I'm, right, <laughs> you know, um. Right. So I mean, let's get to the, point. Let's, well, get to let's the make, point. let's
1: make it quick. Let's give me some factual information here, and then proceed from there. That way, you know where what you can do with the guy for the rest of the day. At that point, right. yeah.
2: And most of our guys do a great job of that. You know, it's not we're not. I'm not sitting here and belittling belittling anyone for saying they don't. But it's it's just still. I just want to remind guys that it it's still very important for all of us to make sure we hear from them every day between seven and nine. I think it's. It's easy for guys if they're on a longer haul or something like that to just assume that they don't have to call in, but we still need to just so we can kinda keep track of that. Well, and I
0: think the majority of our guys typically have the daytime work schedule. Right. You know, they they typically work during the day, sleep at night. I mean there right. may be a few out there that would rather run at night when there's not near as much traffic or something like that. But regardless, the seven to nine is when we're you're planning his day. And right. the better information that he can give you at seven o'clock in the morning the better you can plan for him
2: all right we're also getting calls from customers emails calls from customers at seven on the dot or eight eight on the dot in the morning saying hey where's when's so and so going to get my load here when are they going to be here to pick up or you know they're 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 constantly wanting live etas from us even if we gave them one the day before at two o'clock in the afternoon they're still you know if they're they're needing that material at a certain time they're wanting to make sure it's going to get there at a certain time and only way for us to know that is to physically you know talk to the driver
0: yeah what uh what about uh dealing with the customers i mean is is that something that you guys do and you do a lot of dealing with the customers or is that uh, more the load coordinators do they deal more with the customers i mean uh i guess one reason i'm saying that or asking that i'm thinking like a truck driver and is how is the pre-planning process because you know we hear it all the time from recruiting you guys probably do too is is i need to know what my next load is you know so i can plan my day and the next right. day and it helps so much so what what's the what's the planning process that takes place
1: as far as the customers and who's talking to them a lot i mean the majority of the freight that we're booking here is booked by the load coordinators uh, that doesn't mean that Kel and I don't, you know, call and book our own freight I'm with other customers that the load coordinators aren't handling. So, I mean, we all kind of pile in together and, you know, book our own freight some and, you know, book for everybody else. So, the, the, the load coordinators, yeah, they, they do the majority of the freight booking. Okay.
0: I think that helps because I'm thinking you guys ain't got time to do that anyway. You got 55 trucks, you got 43. I mean, how in the world – you're right. going to talk to customers during that time, anyway. You need to be spending time with the owner operators and planning for them ahead of time. How do you plan ahead, Kel? I mean, for guys, and do you typically have know what the next load is going to be for you guys?
2: Uh, when it's busier right now, um, you know, right now freight is really good. and It's certainly better than it was. And you know, what are we in November now? So back. June, July, August. It was certainly slower than what it is now. Um, it's much easier for us as dispatchers to have guys pre-planned right now when it's busy. You know, there for a while back in the summer when it's slower. There's a lot of times you don't know what a guy's gonna do. You know, you're 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 jumping up and down when you get that load that they're on right now. So you certainly don't know what they're doing next. You know, that's that's when our job is even harder, I think, or everybody's job, but um, is because you are having to pick up the phone and make more phone calls to customers trying to book loads versus us receiving phone calls that them wanting the trucks. Um, it takes up a lot more time when you're having to. If you got 55 guys, you come into work, you know, 25, 30 guys don't have a load that day. <laughs> it's it's a long morning trying to, get, trying to get everybody moved. But, and right now, you know, thankfully, freight is definitely turning the corner and, you know, in the other direction. Yeah.
0: And when there is, there is an abundance of freight which you know is is good right now uh it makes it of course easier to plan for those guys and i know things change you know that's the that's the deal because customers make us change right
1: right 100 percent. Right. because we're
0: we're well, we're one of those companies where a customer calls and says i need 20 trucks in donaldsonville louisiana in the morning what do y'all start doing
1: Panicking and figuring out how we can get 20 <laughs> trucks to Donaldsonville, Louisiana. Definitely have
2: to be an opportunist in our job and get, you know, figure out a way to get it done. Um, you yeah, there, there's obviously a balance there somewhere we don't want to overbook, but if you're constantly turning down freight and not booking any, you're not going to keep guys busy. So yeah. if, if customer calls in, especially if it's one of your everyday customers and you know, they're, they're needing trucks, we've got to make it happen somehow, which in return, is going to change up some guys' planes, you know, from what we had from the day before when we left the office at five o'clock in the evening, you know, there's a lot that can change between then and nine o'clock the next morning on what, on what a guy's going to do. Um, you know, good, good or bad. Sometimes it may mean a guy gets shorter miles that, that, you know, on that next load, or sometimes it's, you know, we're booking a load that's 900 load miles, but there's certainly a lot of, a lot of change that happens, you know, between, all day really right uh, as far as what customers are calling in or what loads they may cancel um you know or or what guys are ready to come out of the house all of a sudden or out of the shop or you know there's always moving pieces to our that's oven.
0: when you call the owner operator and say cancel that load i'm taking you off that load right
1: yeah we're we're changing and you then, up we're changing
0: you up throw away that you know delete that message that's, right. that's not happening and of course they're always like Man, that Man I had no, my it, fuel stop picked out. You know, <laughs> everything I was lined up. I right. had, yeah, where I was going, what I was doing, you know, wife was going to meet me down the road, I mean all this stuff and then you're changing them up. Right. But, you know, that's it, uh I've always told them. I said, you know, that's we don't do that to be mean to you. That's no, not the, it,
2: <laughs> it. makes our job easier when we already have that guy on a plane and, and on our sheet, you know, we've all got our own sheets that we use and however we do it differently, but We've got them highlighted at that point, and they're we've they're moved done. on to the next truck, so it's not it's not fun for us necessarily either to have to call a guy and change them up and figure it out. But yeah. but at times it definitely has to. Well, happen. you got to balance
0: the customer service and the driver's needs, right? Know, I guess so. Do you guys know every week the guys' miles and money? I mean, how him, what kind of week he's had? Most of your drivers,
1: yes, sir. We keep up with a spreadsheet uh, and. It- Sell file, you know, spreadsheet for miles, money, you know, what, what they've made on the week, how many miles they've got and what we've made on the week. So, I mean, that, that's something that we do every single day. And if a guy asked me on Wednesday, how many miles I got this week, I can just simply flip over to that spreadsheet and let him know. Well, that's good. And man, how much money have I made It's Thursday? You know, where, where am I at? Well, you've got that information readily available for them so i mean it helps us and it helps them
0: for each guy What what's your goal for him to, to well make it every just
1: week? it just depends on their expectations you know whenever they hire on they've got a set number in mind that they want to make you know money wise depends on you know some guys want to be home every week every weekend so they can you know see their wives kids you know family whatever and they those guys typically don't require as much money Um, so, I mean, I would like to see a guy averaging, if he's going home every week, I'd like to see him averaging 23 to $2,600 take home on average.
0: And home every weekend. And home every weekend. I don't know how you guys do that. I mean, you know, we, we used to couldn't do that. And I've told this story before about when we went, we used to only recruit guys that had to stay out two weeks at a time. Right. We never you know, were able to recruit a guy to be home every weekend and then things just started changing and we realized, you know, you got we're gonna have to do this. If we're wanting to grow like we need to grow and the customers meet the customers demands, we're gonna have to make some of this stuff happen. And you guys get some of these guys home every weekend and and uh and they still make money. So I don't I don't know how you do it. That's gotta be a a tough job to juggle right there and you know, I, I don't know. You, you, I know it's probably frustrating sometimes, and you like to keep them out sometimes too. When it's especially when freight's just rolling, you know, you guys hit your guys up to stay out on the weekend sometimes.
2: Absolutely, and you—I mean, you have the guys that you know, you know, are, are willing to stay out if need be, you know, or that you may dangle, you know, you may dangle it out there and say, "Hey, I've got this load that's eight hundred load miles," you know here on Friday. And then, plus I've got this back behind it. Is that something you're interested in? Do you need the money right now? Or, you know, as, is, is the home time, you oh. know, more important <laughs> to you. Which, and choose. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. We, we've got to do our job at the same time. But me as a father and a young, you know, having a young daughter, I certainly understand the need for home time too. So I can't, I can't ever get mad at a guy if he says, Hey, I got to go home. I need to see the kid or whatever reason. Everybody's got their own reasons they want to be home. So I don't, I can't, you know, can't fault a guy for wanting to go home or needing to be home or whatever he's got going on. We, we certainly understand that when a guy, you know, has something to do and has something going on, they need to be there for. We try and try and make, dang sure that that happens for for that guy.
0: Well, you know, it, it's a it's a challenge to make that happen all the time, and that that's good though. It's been able to grow us, grow the company uh, over, you know, years and years. I mean, from, you know, we got 865 owner-operators now. My goodness. You know, and and a big part of that is being able to do what you guys do is work them and get them home on the weekends. But I know it probably hasn't changed, you know, from the days that I was involved in dispatch. You know, my my best truck driver was the one that never went home. That was my favorite one to dispatch, you know? I mean, because he just kept going and kept going. Of course, back then it was, uh, you know, safety wasn't a priority either. So, but look, thank goodness, of the things have changed since then. It's been a long time ago.
2: Certainly so, cool. makes it easy when you don't have to worry about where a guy's going and you know how in the world you're going to get them back home if you do send them somewhere. Um, it, it's you know for those guys that do stay out a couple of weeks at a time, you know it's it's easy to get easier to get them miles just for that very reason. You so can you make
0: them. it worth their time if right. they stay out. And I think that's what a lot of guys miss understand is if they say I am I want to stay out the weekend but I want to be working the weekend I don't want to be sitting you know on no 300 mile haul from Friday to Monday I need to be working and that's what y'all are saying you do
2: right right yeah we we certainly try and make it worthwhile and you know like Austin said is it, is expectations for guys that go home you know we've also got expectations in our mind that those guys need to make if they are out there working for it to you know for that for to make them for it to make it worthwhile for them to stay away from their family that weekend or miss a sporting game or whatever, you know, whatever their hobbies are, you know, that they're staying away from that that weekend to stay out there and work. You know, they don't yeah. want to be working and sitting. They can do that at the house and would much more, would much rather do it there at the house than out there on the road. I'm sure.
0: Okay. Good stuff, man. Real good stuff. Um, What else y'all got on your mind? You know, this is like a, open platform here you can uh, say whatever you want you can get if you got a message you want to get out to our owner operators now is the time to do it and i think uh we're getting more and more listeners so i think it'll help y'all uh got anything you want to add
1: man just keep up with what you guys are doing out there i mean we've got a great great group of guys uh we i know we definitely don't brag on you guys enough um you all the ones that you know take care of what we call big mama uh obviously oakley being big mama so appreciate what you guys do for us you know every day every week every year yeah we got some um we do and jeremy's been here what 25 years 25 plus yeah he says we got some of the best and i can i can believe it
0: yeah we do we got some great owner operators they take care of us every year every day every week it is nice to have good ones
2: I think we hear it, you know, all the time. We don't probably don't tell our owner operators enough, but, you know, we're constantly getting emails or phone calls about how much our drivers and equipment, how different they appear out there on the road and and at their facilities than other carriers. All I mean, you hear it all the time, you know, whether it's the clean shaven or the clean equipment coming in and out of there or, you know, just their professional manner. It certainly makes our job easier for sure. You know, we, we've gotten no telling how much business throughout the years since I've been here and well, be, you know, well before that on guys doing their part out there that we're not the ones doing it out there on the road. So it's, it's you know, it's y'all out there, the owner operators that are doing the, you know, the hard work, but also getting us the business or keeping us the business.
0: That's a great point, Kel. That's a way uh, I've told that of how they don't understand by looking good, they make themselves a lot of money. I know it's not something that uh, you know is on their settlement every week, looking good, hundred bucks. But I'm telling you, it it pays its dividends tenfold because them providing good customer service, playing the part with the good attitude, truck looking good, trailer looking good, trailer clean, taking care of business. You know, you have those guys that just take care of customers, and that's their that's a we're on the same page i tell them they got to buy into that customer service yeah. and safety you know and be on the same page and it'll it'll take care of themselves and it does and you're exactly right we've gotten a lot of business from that way so all right anything you guys want to add before we uh shut her down we've been on here long enough i'm sure they're tired of listening to us. i
1: think that's all i got for today i
0: appreciate you guys joining us uh appreciate all our listeners out there uh y'all listening to the podcast it's getting uh, better and better all the time we we got a lot more listeners than we did when we first started we uh we're looking always looking for input from you guys if y'all got any input out there please email me or call me or uh text me you can go to the oakley podcast.com and, and find us there and other than that this episode is coming out the day before thanksgiving so i want to say happy thanksgiving to everybody be sure and uh Hope you get to spend a little time with family. And I know everybody's cut short on the COVID rules. Can't have a whole lot of people at the house, but, you know, I hope everybody enjoys Thanksgiving. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you after Thanksgiving and looking forward to next week's episode. Stay in touch and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode with Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend we love hearing from our audience so if you've got a question comment or just want to say hello head over to our website theOakleyPodcast.com, and click the leave a comment button we'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show we'll be back with a fresh episode very soon thanks for listening